Good morning, guys. Um, just got out from work, so it was a really good night. Everything went great. Um, I just was sitting here reading the word and just decided to go ahead and start talking about once I made it to prison, well, jail. So I was arrested for assault on an officer. Um, like I told you guys, I was under a lot of medication trying to fulfill um, the demands of CPS. And in the process of that, I weaved out. The medication took over to where um, I wandered, wandered, walked, walked, walked. I ended up like downtown in a homeless shelter. I stayed there um, for like a couple of days. And then I just wandered the streets. And then I ended up going back to that shelter and um, the security guard uh, was talking really rude to me. And I assume he talked to all the homeless people that way because nobody really liked them. And so the next thing I know, we had an argument and I left. And um, it's so funny because all this took a long time to come back to my brain like, all that medicine they had me on, even afterwards, after I served my finished serving my time and got home, I didn't remember so much stuff. And it took a long time for it to all come back. But anyway, um, the officers came and were dealing with basically the security guard. They weren't dealing with me at all. I was already labeled crazy, homeless, and everything. And so when the officer came to me, I was like, well, I have a place and I'm confused right now. I don't know like where I'm at, you know, I need to go home. And I was trying to tell him about what happened. But again, nobody wants to hear the homeless. Nobody wants to listen to the crazy people. Nobody wants to give you a second to plead your case for, you know, just damn, give you a minute. They wouldn't. And so immediately the officers started to rough me up really bad. And uh, he threw me on the ground. And as he's throwing me on the ground, of course, now I'm resisting. So uh, with resisting, he um, he started um, like, you know, putting his knee in my back and my neck and everything and I'm just screaming like and all these people are watching and nobody's doing anything and I'm getting angry because of that like nobody's saying nothing and so when he gets me up you know they chuck me in the car and I'm all twisted up and he goes to grab me and I just bit the shit out of him you know the funny thing is yeah I did bite him but I didn't hurt him, like, break skin or anything. So when I get to jail and later on they give me my case or whatever and my charges, they have it, um, damage of property and assault on the officer. Well, I had already got in trouble prior the two years ago when I went nuts from the crazy house because I was on a lot of medication and 
when I decided to take the vehicle out of the parking garage and commit a crime and be upset with God and tell him to fix it because everything was wrong and I didn't care anymore. And I really wanted to know if he was real. Was he going to bring me out of this? Well, when I took that car um, and did what I did, I realized a day later that that was a bad idea and that I needed to return the car. So I actually returned the Mercedes that I had. And the officers were very empathetic to me. Uh, my cousins and my aunt and my sister was there. And they allowed me to go, quote unquote, get some help, get some more pills. So that's when I actually ended up going to Terrell State Hospital. Um, that was interesting, as I told y'all. I was in there talking to all the people and just trying to really see how the treatment was going because I was not taking any of the pills. I was cheeking them. And um, I think that that just gave me a lot of insight of the questions I had about my mom, you know, talking to the other patients and talking to the staff and just really fucking with their head, trying to see what kind of care are they really giving? And the fact of the matter is, is a lot of them were really young. So it was just a job to them. You know, yeah, they had compassion. Some of them did. Most of them did. Um, but I'll say the the bad part was just the doctors and how they, you know, sit you in a room and just impose all these ideas in your mind about how you need to take the medication for the rest of your life. And um, I just didn't understand the rest of the life shit. I was like, okay, maybe I'll stabilize and then y'all, you know, go on. But no, they never left. And they always kept talking about the pills. Well, I kept telling them the pills were not working and just causing my body to be constipated and just them damn pills had too many side effects. I was out of there. So, um, anyway, I'm in jail and the two years later when my grandmother called the CPS and all that shit, she also called the department, the police to let them know that I never got anything done for that. Like they didn't take me to jail. I went to the state hospital. So not only was she trying to take my child, she was trying to literally destroy me. My grandmother hates me for some reason, and I don't know why, and I don't care why. All I know is this. I was wrong for taking the vehicle playing with God. That's true. But when he allowed me to walk free, and not just walk free, I walked free. I got a job. I stayed on my job two years. Um, my life was good. I was moving to Fort Worth. And then here she come with the dumb shit just because she knew she could. And instead of the system trying to talk with me, here they come with the same MO of take some damn pills. When clearly I'm fine. I've been working here two years, caring for elderly people, working 50, 60 hours a week. Uh, um, yeah, 50, 60 hours a week. And I was just baffled by their theory of what they felt they should be doing. I relied on um, the people that I had at the time. You know, I didn't too much want Olivia to go with Kanika because 
I didn't, like my baby hadn't been around her ever, but she was the best fit because she had a really good job and she had a nice home and she didn't have children and she worked the same schedule, you know, because she works at the school. Um, so it just was right. And I knew my baby was raised as an only child. So I didn't want her to have to go into someone's home and have to share too much or be left out and or be the only girl or whatever the case was. My interest was always at best for Livy, you know, and um, as I was in jail, um, I was back and forth with taking the pills because for a while no one knew I was there because they didn't know I had a whole mental disturbance because of trying to take the medication per what CPS was saying. So when they finally found out where I was, I couldn't really explain to anybody what had happened because I really didn't know. I was so drugged up. All I do know is that my lawyer told me, uh, showed me some pictures with like blood and guts and everything coming off this man's arm. And I was like, that looked like a cut. Why would you say I beat him off of his skin? And, you know, they just... <laughs> Man, they hemmed my ass up with them dumbass charges, and I sat up there and had to do a plea deal. Otherwise, I was going to lose my whole life. I had already been in there so long. I fought my case for 11 months and finally just surrendered because I didn't have nothing else. I had already lost my place, my car. My daughter was with Kanika, but that was still a good thing. So, it, it about six months, I decided I just couldn't take the medication anymore because it was fucking with my head so bad, you know, um, I couldn't even think in there. So I'm just basically having to make a choice to take the crazy medicine or choose not to and lose my daughter because that's what CPS told me. But because I had her with my friend, I'm thinking, okay, well, they can just do what they got to do and I'm going to release her to you know, my friend, and then I'll get myself together. Everybody's telling me, Candace, we just want you to be back to normal. We just want you to do good. We just want you to take the pills. And I'm looking at these motherfuckers like, y'all are not listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. Everybody want me to swallow the damn pills, and I'm sick of people telling me that. So I just said, fuck everybody, and I was going to go with what God told me to do. God said, don't take this shit. And every time I tried to take this shit, I, my fucking bowels would lock up. I was basically pulling shit out of my ass because I could not pass it through. Because I'm over here throwing up bowel and everything else. Like, man, say, <laughs> fuck them, fuck them pills and anybody else that thought I should have took them. Fuck you. Period. So, at this point... I'm in here, and I just had to make that decision. I stayed in prison alone, well, about 18 months. I stayed in prison, actually, seven months. And I did most of my time in jail, but I had never been jailed that long. Um, that was my second time ever going to jail, and I didn't have any supporters too much. I had a few of my boy cousins and my sister and my best friend. Everybody else just basically left me to the wayside. And, you know, I'm not mad at them because people have lives. People have shit going on every day. You know, what I had going on, nobody really could help me anyway. Um, so I chopped it up to the game. 
What I hated was halfway through my corrupt my um stay in prison, my supposedly be friend decided to write me and tell me that she was changing my daughter's name and that she decided that she should take this adoption seriously and that she hoped that I'm okay with that. And I didn't hear back from that woman no more. You know, that right there broke me up pretty bad. I couldn't even focus in there. I was fighting. I was angry. I was everything. Because that's the only hope I had, you know, at that time. I didn't have anything else. All I had was Olivia, you know, and the only person I trusted with her took her and basically told me, fuck you. And on paper, you're fucking crazy anyway, and you look crazy, and you act crazy. So it doesn't matter that this is your baby. <sighs> so, again, I had to accept the things that I could not change. Because I already knew that if I got in trouble again, that I would do longer in prison. That... If I went to approach this woman, then my daughter would see me in a light that she's never seen me in. Olivia only knows good of me. She don't know, you know, I never whoop her. I never anything to my baby. She's my little queen. So I had to decide to choose me. And every day I have to choose me because if I go over there where she is, it's going to be a problem. And it's not going to be pretty. And I'm going to be in prison. And I feel like a punk bitch all the time because I i haven't went over there and whooped her ass. And I haven't did the things that I told her I would do before I knew that I was going to prison and all that. Just <sighs> At the end of the day, I trusted this woman and I knew her. Like, almost 20 years of my life, I looked it up to her. Um, I admired her. She was everything that I thought I wanted to be until I saw her heart. Her heart is cold and it's black. When I got out, I called, 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 called. She won't even have one conversation with me. Not one. I told her one time, it was like three months after I was out, I was like, you know, you're being real evil, man. I was like... You're letting the devil basically use you. And she went off through a messenger message saying that I should be glad I know where my daughter is. And I ought to be glad I, that she didn't tell her the truth. <laughs> Bitch, I got news for you. I'm going to tell her the truth. And I'm going to tell her my motherfucking way so you can kiss my ass. And may God bless you. So, I hope. You know, I didn't want to expose this on Facebook because that's where all my my real friends and family is. And then I thought about it. You know, I don't give a damn. And I want her to see it. And I want her to know it's going to always be here. So when my baby comes, she's going to understand. And at that time, I want to be well off and fine. So if she want to play games, it's fine. This is a way to relieve me from all my stress and pain and I might cry sometimes I'm sorry guys I don't mean to but I am an emotional being 
But I'm also about my business, and I don't play no games about my kid. That's the only kid I have. I chose to have her, and I love her very much. And I don't want anybody to ever get that twisted. So, long story short, I did my best to society for what I did do and what I didn't do. I have given up my life for the Lord, for doing what he asked me to do in spite of what I wanted to do, which was a whole lot of uh, angry things and proving myself. But this battle is not mine. It is the Lord's. So on him, I will depend and I'm going to leave it up in the air like that. But until then, I will remain, you know, humble grateful and I will continue to do my work for the Lord and I'm almost sure I won't be getting extremely angry again not like when I do about my daughter but some issues might piss me off but I'm good <coughs> that has nothing to do with me what does have to do with me is God trying to convey a good message and just trying to be a good person every day and I suggest everybody try to do that every day. Just try to be a good person, man. There's it's so many people in the world that think that somebody owes them something. Why not you just dedicate yourself to owing somebody something? I'm always giving. I'm always trying to help someone out. And I get chastised for that at times, but I really don't care because my blessings come from the Lord. And he ain't stopped me. He ain't stopped protecting me or blessing me. Since I came out the womb. So, that's the end of basically my life story. I'm sure I'll go back and forth into it as I continue this podcast. But it's it's very uh, comforting for me. Very soothing. Allows me to free myself the way I want to without anybody judging it. Because this is my podcast and they can kiss my ass. If they don't like what I say, they can get off. And go away. So, I'm glad to be here this morning. I'll be moving in my new house today. I'm going to pick up my keys and sign my phone book full of paper. God is a beautiful God. In three years, he raised me straight up out of hell. Gave me a good job with pretty good people. And a beautiful home. And a beautiful truck. And a beautiful self. Because when I got out... I was overweight and I was disgusted with my life because I knew that getting out was going to be hard. It was going to be hard to get on my feet. It was going to be hard to even just understand what all happened because I was still so cloudy in my mind from having to take the medication so much in prison. After about three months in prison, I decided that I, you know, I wouldn't even cheek them no more. They ask you, is you going to get the pills or not? I just went and got my blood pressure pills and went on my business. Jail is not as, uh, they don't let you do it. So, um, yeah, God is good. I guess I, um, start packing some of this stuff, so. I'm just going to listen to me some good Jesus music. And then I will have a, I will write a poem in a little bit just for my gratitude. I hope everybody have a great morning and a blessed day.